I'm going to be serious here for a moment. And I want to talk about the Richie Incognito Jonathan Martin story. Now, when I heard about the story and I heard about how Mr. Incognito was torturing Mr. Martin and giving him a hard time and treating him like crap and all the disgusting things that he said and the bullying and the taunting and the fact that he basically chased this guy through his actions, chased this guy right out of the right out of the uh, right off of the team. I'm thinking when I turn to sports radio that I'm going to hear how a bunch of people calling up saying, you know, he should never have done that. You should have left that guy alone. and You should never tortured Mr. Martin or treated him like crap. You should have never called him those names. You should have never threatened to kill his family. You should have never done that. You should have never, never done that. That's what I thought I was going to hear. But as it turns out, what everybody was talking about was how Jonathan Martin should have just fought him or beat him up. And people were basically calling him a punk and insulting him. And I'm sitting there going, don't you realize that basically now you or all the people calling in the sports radio are doing exactly the same thing that was happening to him by the hand of Mr. Incognito? Now it is now a national story where millions of people are calling this guy a punk. Because he didn't fight this guy. This crazy guy who's calling him the N-word and saying he's going to defecate in his mouth and all sorts of things. This is the person that you expected in the fight. I don't think people pay attention to what they say sometimes. I think people grab a little bit of information and then they decide to try to say something inflammatory or try to put their own situation on top of it. But I know in some ways how Mr. Martin felt. I have my own belief stories and I know that you know, you can't think just because a guy's six foot five that he doesn't have a breaking point. Now, I'm nowhere near that tall. I'm actually average height. But I remember what it was like in school, what happened to me. Every day was horrible because there were four guys that were torturing me all the time, every day. From the moment I walked in school to the moment I walked out, it was horrible. They were physically attacking me, beating me, calling me names, trying to take my money, smacking things out of me. I mean, literally every day. And I know how that can wear on you. I know how that can break you down. It got to the point where on Sunday nights when it became dark outside, I became depressed because I knew that darkness on Sunday meant that Monday was coming soon. And Monday meant going into that school and having to deal with that every single day. And until that happens to you, you don't know what that feels like or what that does to a person. It has nothing to do with how big you are or how strong you are. They broke me down to the point where literally I was getting beaten and attacked every day so much that I literally thought, you know what? I can't stop these guys from beating me down and attacking me. I'm just going to let it happen. I'm just going to just this is what it is. This is what my life is like. This is what it is for me. I get attacked by four dudes all day. This is what my life is going to be. You know what? I'm just going to deal with it. And one day it got a little wild because the day I decided to acquiesce to the beatings and not try to defend myself and all of that kind of thing. I noticed was a little different. And it's weird to say that it's different because this day, <laughs> you see, I know what the normal attacks felt like, but this was different. This was different because it seemed to me that these guys were actually trying to injure me this time. And it made me angry, it made me furious. I got so angry that I got up and I just balled my fist up and I swung as hard as I can and I kicked and I punched and I picked up chairs and it just became a vicious thing. And I heard a couple of the guys after they had already heard me. Now, in that specific situation, it worked out OK because they left me alone after that. But when someone a lot smaller than you is able to defend himself against three or four dudes, 
You never know when that's going to escalate into something else. They could have shot me. They could have stabbed me. And even though they didn't do anything, the rest of the time I was there, I had to look over my shoulder because I didn't know when it was coming, which made that period of my life absolute hell. I wasn't the same guy. I wasn't the same guy because I was never a violent person, but they forced me to become a violent person. I wasn't the same guy because right before I became violent, the moments before that, I had actually acquiesced and decided my lot in life was to get beaten by people and I was going to accept it. Two extremes forced upon me by other people who didn't give a damn about this kid who did nothing to them. It happened again as an adult. Before I moved to California, I was in my late teens, early 20s. I wanted to move to California to advance my comedy career. And it was going along well. I was doing pretty good, making a nice little living. But I wanted to move to California, and I wanted to get there as quickly as possible. So I decided to take a job at a gas station. I'm sorry, not a gas station. I decided to take a job at a car wash. And it was pleasant at first. And on the rides home, I started to notice that everybody else in the car actually had jail stories. And I'm not talking about... I went to jail for traffic tickets or I had a fight in a bar. I'm talking about these are people, three or four other guys that literally had stabbed people, shot people, beaten people. They were taking their shirts off and rolling up their sleeves, showing bullet wounds, knife wounds. These were hardcore brothers. And I was the only one there that had never been arrested or anything like that. And until they realized that, I was cool with them. I was just another brother in the car riding back to the bus station after work. But one of the guys decided that he wanted to test me and he tortured me. I mean, he was mean, vicious, nasty. And it got to the point where he started to get physical, you know, not overtly. He didn't, you know, say, I'm going to kick your ass. He would, you know, oh, I accidentally elbowed you in the stomach. You mean you weren't looking? Oh, I accidentally knocked your food over. Oh, I accidentally tripped you. And it just kept going on and on and on. It's different now because at this point I was a man. I was a young man, but I was a man. And I realized when I started to look at the other guys who had also been in prison, who were also violent guys, they started to look at me differently. And I knew that I had to do something. I couldn't allow this guy to punk me in front of these guys or they would start doing that. And I did not want to get into a situation where I had to defend myself against multiple people again. So I walked him around the back of the car wash. And I said, listen, dude, you've been disrespecting me this entire time. And when it was just words. I overlooked it, but now you're starting to do physical stuff. Those were not accidental elbows. Those weren't accidental, oh, I didn't mean to punch you that hard in the arm. No, 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 no. You're playing games. You're trying to test me. We were cool, and I don't have a problem with you, but I need you to understand something. That's not going to happen again. That's why we're back here. There's no cameras here. It's just me and you. One guy standing in front of another guy. Now, either you're going to tell me and stick to it. Tell me that it's never going to happen again. You're not going to disrespect me again. And you're not going to accidentally hit me again. Or we're going to have a problem. And I want to solve it right now. Because that's what's about to happen, brother. And he looked at me surprised. Because he didn't think I had the heart to do that. Then he started cursing. And then he started to attack me. But what he didn't realize was I was pretty nice with my hands. And I beat his fucking ass. I beat the shit out of him. I fucked him up really good. And I'm not proud of that. I'm not proud of reacting to the situation that way. I'm not proud of the fact that I beat the shit out of this guy. Not proud of that at all. But it happened. I allowed someone else's actions to turn me into something that I wasn't. It hasn't happened since then. It will never happen again. But it happened then. And luckily I was strong enough to survive the situation. So I walked him back around. 
And the other guy saw him looking like somebody beat his face, and which is exactly what happened. And they never bothered me again. Now, what I'm saying about that is it's not the right way to go sometimes. And most of the time, it's not the right way to go. Violence is not the answer the overwhelming majority of the times. And I'm not proud of those two situations because I could have handled it differently. I could have gotten out of the situation the same way that Jonathan Martin did. Go get some help if you have help, if you need help. He may need help. That may be why he left. What was going on with Mr. Incognito could have been nothing more than the straw that broke the camel's back. We don't know what his situation is. So we can't judge him on talk radio. We can't call in and say, oh, well, he should have just fought back. We don't know what his situation is. Think about it logically from the outside. His body is what he makes his living with. The average NFL career is three and a half years. He's a new player. He doesn't know. He's only making a couple hundred grand a year. He hasn't, his big salary hasn't kicked in. He's still a rookie or a first year player or a young player because his salary's not that high yet. He's not making millions yet. So what about he gets into a fight with this guy before he's really, really proven himself to be an asset to the team? What about he gets kicked off the team and then he becomes a problem? What about he gets hurt or injured and now he can't play football ever again? And that would have happened because of some other asshole giving him a hard time. What if he gets arrested for assault and now he has that on his record for the rest of his life? I know what it's like to be that guy. People are just giving you a hard time. I know what it's like. And now, as I said before, he went from having that problem be in the locker room to having people all around the country doing exactly the same thing to him by calling him a punk, by saying he didn't handle it the right way, by saying he should have done this and should have done that. You're all who are all the people that are calling in. You're doing exactly the same thing to him as Richie Incognito did. Now, you may not be calling him the N word. You may not be calling his house saying you're going to put stuff in his mouth and do things to his family. But how does it feel if you can't handle when that guy is doing to you in a locker room because maybe you're sensitive? Maybe you might have problems. Maybe it's just too much for you. Maybe you need to get away from it. And now you have an entire country. Instead of saying, that was wrong, I hope he gets some help. That was wrong, he shouldn't have to deal with that. That was wrong, I'm glad he got himself out of the situation before he got hurt. No one was saying that. Everyone was saying, he should have done this. He should have done that. Well, you don't have to deal with the consequences of that, do you? Because what happens? Say he beats that guy's ass and hurts him and gets sued or beats that guy's ass and gets arrested or does something that really, really turns really bad. And his life is ruined. All he'll be to those people that are calling in is nothing but a talk show topic. They wouldn't have to deal with the consequences of the violence. They wouldn't have to have dealt with that. So shut the fuck up. You know, someone being in that situation, I think now when I think back on those times, what about I got arrested for fucking those those two dudes up that were that were attacking me? We were alone in the room. They had locked me in a room and were attacking me. No one knows what happened. I could have gotten arrested and ruined my life back then. What if I got arrested behind that car wash of fucking that guy up who was attacking me? Did he deserve to get his ass whipped? Sure. But I could have gone to jail for fucking this guy up. Because I made the dumb decision to think that violence was the first choice instead of going through other things. So all I want to say to everybody is before you condemn somebody, even whether it be this situation or any other situation, think first. 
Think about the big picture. Think about the consequences. Think about the mental state of the people you're dealing with. Make sure you try your best not to judge people before you understand what their circumstances are, before you understand where they're coming from, before you understand what their breaking point is. Because if you don't know those things, you're operating on information that's inaccurate and inaccurate uh, information leads to inaccurate points of view these two inaccurate statements being made on a radio station talking about a guy you don't know and don't understand. I just wanted to get serious here for a minute because I felt bad for the guy. And I hope after hearing this, for all of you that hear this, I hope if you're one of the people that was sitting there saying he should have done this and should have done that, I hope you step back and look at the situation and think in terms of the consequences and the situation. And maybe you'll come to a different conclusion. S. Anthony out.